With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Ask Anything show here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm Chris Carter here with Tom Reed and Dave Molinari, and we are the writers of DKPittsburghSports.com here taking your questions live on air, whether it's Facebook Live, YouTube, or Periscope, where you can ask questions to us. We'll answer them, and we'll get them right on the screen here, and you'll get to talk. We, 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 got, a, we got a great, diverse group of writers here. Tom, our features guy who's out on the road traveling the country and seeing things and getting his next big story. Dave's gearing up for the playoffs. I'm in the middle of the three off seasons of the teams that I cover. So we're, we're having a we're having a great time here. First of all, fellas, it's great to see your faces. How have you been at the start of this week? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be you, Chris. <laughs> Tom, you looking good as always, too, sir. We actually have a follow-up from yesterday. Neither of you guys were here, but at one point someone asked, and we didn't know if the Quaker State uh, Wings joint in PNC Park was still there, and Golf Doc 64 says uh, he attended the Bucko game yesterday. Cough, because they got shellacked. Well, we said, uh, but he said, he said they indeed still had Quaker State Wings right behind Section 108. That is some good looks right there, Quaker State Wings. Not like – the greatest wings of all time, but good to have it a ball game. Not bad. I don't know if you guys are you guys wing connoisseurs. Cause I love me some wings. Uh, it's not not really my uh, my thing. Just look at me. Of course <laughs> I am. <laughs> Just look at me. I thinking. will tell you this. I grew up about 10, 15 minutes tops from the original Quaker Steak and Lube in Sharon, Pennsylvania. So That's I was Quaker Steak and wings long before. There were Quaker steak and wings. And I'm old enough to remember where you would go to Washington, D.C. on a trip and ask for chicken wings, and they'd have no idea what you're talking about. So wings, wings became popular last 20 or 30 years, and I think I've eaten just about all of them everywhere. <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm all about my wings, man. I live right next to Hookfish and Chicken, and I I have to, like, keep myself from running there every day. I also live right next to Showcase Barbecue, which is another great place. But the place that y'all should be going to is the place that sponsors us, Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore Tavern, right on the North Shore of Pittsburgh, where you can get over 500 beer selections of beers. And, of course, 80 on tap. All of those will be local from the western Pennsylvania area. Check them out. They have great steak on a stone. They have, they have some wings, too, I believe. So do check them out. They're a great place. Uh, Dan, our man from San Fran comes in and says uh wow suspiciously lacking in taylor again i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you is it you know we don't make the schedule taylor's here when she's here that's what she does like look she'll when she dan calm down we will get her for you she says she's sometime in the schedule it's in what's brewing you know when she's coming come on man all right 
uh, Saxon Daughter, with a real question here. It says, scariest team the Penguins could, could see in the postseason if they advanced past the Islanders. Saxon says, the Bruins. Dave, do you agree? Well, if he's only talking about the second round, yeah, I, I would think that the Bruins might pose a little more of a challenge to the Penguins than, than Washington, which would be the other possibility. Um, if the Penguins would happen to get beyond the second round, there would be presumably even more imposing teams awaiting uh, defending champion Tampa Bay would be a possibility. Uh, you know, they could face Vegas or Colorado, both of which are having sensational seasons. Um, really, though, you know, there, there, there are no easy outs in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and the Penguins probably got as good a matchup as, as they could have hoped for in the first round, but they are hardly guaranteed uh, to, to move into the second. It's, it's uh, a pretty well-balanced competitive division, and playoffs can, can change so easily. There are so many variables that come into play, injuries and special teams and slumps. Um, so I, I would say that uh, the Penguins and their fans should probably just focus for now on, on game one against the Islanders whenever the NHL decides that should be. Yeah, that's the other question is when do the playoffs start? You know, I know that they don't have to wait for, for everyone to finish, but uh, it does seem like a, that's the big question everyone wants to know. Like, we know the Penguins are playing the Islanders. When does that start? Dave, you know, is, is, is there any sense that it's going to be like Saturday or Monday or is there any like pretense that we're going dealing with here? Uh, I get the, there. There is nothing official yet. I get the impression that it will be this weekend. Okay. I, I couldn't give you anything more than an educated guess on which day it will be in large part because I think TV wants to see what kind of matchups it can, it has to pick from the only, the only game that I'm aware of so far is uh, Washington and Boston playing it uh, shortly after seven on Saturday night, uh, assuming the horse race is over by then <laughs> with all the junkie horses, uh, <laughs> the junkie horses. Uh but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. the The NFL could tell you to the second when when the Super Bowl in twenty two seventy five will start. Well, right. <laughs> we don't know when there will be a Stanley Cup playoff game this coming weekend. <laughs> you think that would be important? Just to, just to have an idea. I get that there's makeshift stuff because of COVID, but woo, it gets wild. Um, Okay, so this was this one's I'm pretty sure is out of all of our wheelhouses, but I'm going to bring it up because David Brasicki brings up congratulations to former Pirates prospect Riku Rinku Singh for debuting on WWE Raw last night. Tom, you look like a wrestling guy. Did you watch that? <laughs> I have no. no idea what happened either. I'm not a wrestling person. No, I, I keep no. up. I, I know like awesome old school stuff, but I am not a wrestling. But hey, congrats to him. That's 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 really cool to see a, an athlete keeping busy and uh, doing different things. But an actual baseball question that. Doesn't take a whole lot of expertise, I guess. Um, I know Alex is writing a talking point on this for tomorrow, but the Oakland A's are now officially looking to move. They've informed the MLB they'd like to move. Is Las Vegas that place? Because this would be the third sports team that they'd have move in. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. I know Alex is going to write his opinion on it on the website for uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. But does that does that make a whole lot of sense? Uh, uh, I, I had never been to Vegas until uh, my first trip to 
cover a Penguins Golden Knights game. Mm. Uh, I guess that was last season. Um, so I don't really have a great feel for the area, but I know that uh, the hockey team has been well received. I, I'm guessing that the Raiders were as well. Uh, Vegas is proving to be a, a better sports area than I thought it would be. So I certainly wouldn't reject the idea out of hand. Yeah, I, I would think so. I, you know, I just, it's weird. I, I just drove by the Coliseum the other day hmm. in, in Oakland and boy, it's just a lonely place out there yeah. because obviously the uh, Warriors have, have, have left their uh, Oracle arena right next door. Uh, the Raiders are gone uh, and you can unfortunately see why uh, the, that uh, the A's wanting to move. And of course the, the big issue in California is there is no public financing for stadiums. So everything has to be private and uh, make it very, very, as Dave mentioned, Vegas has been, has done very well in hockey. Uh, we don't quite know yet how they'll do in football because of, right. of the COVID last year that they, they just, they didn't have fans. Uh, but you would have to think that would Vegas would make sense uh, in the baseball market too. I think they've had minor league baseball there in the past. Uh, certainly wouldn't be very many rainouts. Uh, so uh, <laughs> they'd be yeah, safe. <laughs> they're just there. And the other thing is, there's there's just not a lot of cities left that want yeah major league teams uh, unless you go up to the northwest. Seattle already has one. I don't know if Portland's big enough. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. I'll say I'm unlike Dave. I've been to Vegas a lot without having to cover sports. I've been, listen, I went to Vegas. I went to Vegas twice before I was legal. My parents took me there for a vacation once. And I was like, why are we here? Because I can't gamble on nothing, but we had family there. So that was different. And then the second time was for a, a black history contest of all things in high school. Um, I was there for a national contest, came in the top eight. That was cool. And then I've gone twice since being able to gamble. Both times I came back making money off the poker tables. You do not want to mess with me in some Texas hold them i let you know now anyone in the chat you want to see me in texas hold them there's some online things we could definitely do so see me about that was right. that the top eight out of eight <laughs> you're so funny no no davis is real i won first of all i won the pittsburgh tournament then i had to win three rounds to get to the the, the elite eight and I, I just call it the elite eight there wasn't really an elite eight there were but there were like 60 teams or something like that i was pretty good man and the chicago team cheated and i still beat them anyways and you're bringing up all these tough memories. Cheating in Chicago? <laughs> David Brzezicki uh, coming back, and I, I forgot about this movie. Um, but uh, Singh was from India. The, the movie Million Dollar Arm was based on his signing. I believe he was the first athlete signed out of in, in India to an MLB team. I do remember when that movie came out um, and that being a big deal because the Pirates had signed him. That, so that's really cool, and that's, that is really cool actually expanding his story. So thank you, David. That's, uh, that's some really good tidbits. You drop in some knowledge on the timeline here. Uh, moving down, uh, Josh Karadima asks, just how good is the North Division in hockey? Uh, McDavid was great with 100-plus points, but the competition seems the weakest to me, especially compared to the East. What are your thoughts, Dave? Well, I mean, that's my take, but, uh, you know, it, it is tough to say because all, all play in the NHL this season was intra-division, so you only saw the North teams against other North teams. So it's kind of difficult to judge, but I certainly got the impression from the games I watched that it was not uh, a division where a great emphasis was put on playing uh, sound defense. Um, Connor McDavid is an an incredible talent. 
one of the the finest offensive players I've I've ever seen, but I don't know that he would have piled up points as consistently as he did uh, this season playing against other teams from that division. Uh, had he been compelled to to play against all teams around the league, I think What's your thoughts, Tom. I, I think that I think Dave's right on that. I think this is weird. It almost feels like to me, uh, like baseball before interleague play. You never you never see the the teams you would play in the World Series during the regular season, and that's how it's going to be for it, once we get to the third round of the playoffs. Dave, now if, correct me if I'm wrong here. The team that comes out of the North is going to have to come down to the United States, correct? I think that's still being worked okay. out. Isn't that uh, weird? There, yeah. The, then, it's yeah. two weeks away, two or three weeks away, and we still have no idea. Well, again, game one of the, the opening round is, you know, a few days away, but we don't know how many. Uh, you know, it's, it's the NHL. If it made sense, it wouldn't be hockey. I will say this. I think one break uh, that every team in the East Division caught this year, uh, the Penguins Division, is Carolina being kicked out. Because if you, Carolina is in instead of Buffalo, whew, uh, yeah. I think they're one of the teams that has a real chance to win the Cup this year if their goaltending holds out. So I think the Penguins, Capitals, Bruins, and Islanders all caught a break with Carolina being in the other division. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Carolina holds up, you know, to being in the playoffs. Same thing with Florida in that division. Yep. Uh, the Panthers had a really good regular season. In fact, we'll have home ice advantage against uh, the defending champions, but you know it's a different ball game or hockey game when you're in the playoffs, and you know some teams thrive in that setting, and others tend to uh, get a little weak in the knees. So um, we'll see how it uh, how the Hurricanes hold up under that, but uh, they certainly did have an, an impressive regular season. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll keep taking your questions. Remember to drop them on Facebook Live, YouTube, or Periscope. But first, we want to get you this quick commercial. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now look at us. We got official commercials and everything now. Look at us doing great things. Um, Moving right along, uh, Benjamin C. Spiridiliozzi. I apologize if I just massacred that name, Benjamin. I'm very sorry. Um, But uh, the question is, do the Steelers scout HBCUs? Yes. In fact, uh, I attended uh, an event that was honoring uh, Bill Nunn recently. Uh, where where Brandon Hunt spoke, and Brandon Hunt is kind of the right-hand man to Kevin Colbert right now, and he was talking about that and how, yeah, they do scout HBCU talents. Um, yeah, sure, HBCUs aren't 
the producer of like supreme talents like Jerry Rice and Walter Payton and Mel Blunt and the guys of old, but still that you know, teams everywhere do scout HBCUs. Heck, they went and got Javon Hargrave a few years ago, uh, and he was an HBCU guy from South Carolina State. So that's definitely something that happens there. I I, I will say this that that, that you know the, the storyline coming out of that this year was there not a single player was yeah. drafted out of the HBCUs, which again it is it's. It's kind of sad in a year where Bill Nunn is going into the Hall of Fame, and he, of course, uh, he was one of the two major scouts that that, that really invested time in the '70s in in HBCU schools. Uh, so that yeah, that's a little a little weird. You you would hope that that's just a blip on the radar, uh, but that that is a storyline this year. And I know some of the the, the coaches and people in, in the HBCU schools have uh, expressed disappointment in that. It, it was very disappointing. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, just I, I hadn't heard that. I mean, that, that's stunning. Well, that, I, I do wonder, and, and again, I'm going to try to call up something here real quick. Sure. I, I'm trying to see if, if if did, and maybe you know this, Chris, did the HBCU schools play this fall? No, they didn't play this fall. They're playing right now, actually. Uh, they're, yeah, they're and really... I wonder I wonder if that played a, a, a part in this. Because well, it, de- it, it definitely did, because like Deion Sanders, his team that he's coaching, um, yeah. I think at Jackson State, they're they're, they're pl- they've been playing, and so yeah, that definitely impacted things. And and everyone's wondering like, will HBCUs do this? Because now you're playing during the combine, during the NFL draft, and yeah. now basically then your your calendar's out of whack. And then how do they if do they get re-synced with the NCAA's calendar next year? Because then they'd basically be playing in the spring and then again in the fall. So there's a lot of questions there. HBCUs have taken a lot of hits as a graduate of one. I went to Cheney University, the first HBCU. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've seen, there's a lot of struggles that, that our universities go through that other schools don't have to just underfunding underhanded things. We had to, you got to fight through settlements. Uh, it's, it's crazy stuff. So, um, unfortunately HBCUs are just in a tight bind and it's tougher to find, to see the talent there and find the talent there, but it's something that the Steelers do have on their radar when it's available. It's hard Um, to believe that, that there wouldn't have been a, uh, a nice late round steal in there for somebody, you know, if, if those schools didn't play last fall, yeah. uh, guys who might've been on the radar a year earlier, um, you know, that you, you know, you know what though, Dave, it, 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 and, and I think, and boy, I gotta be careful here. Kevin Colbert was Kevin Colbert. One of the people that early on, and this wasn't directed at HBCU schools, but it was when guys started opting out. Uh, said that they would they would you know weigh heavily toward the guys that played last year, and I do wonder. And again, if if I'm wrong on that, Chris, do you remember him saying that in in some kind of press conferences that they were looking for guys that actually played last yeah. season? They no, was, that was absolutely he, he was something speaking, they were saying. He was speaking more about players that opted out, not leagues that opted out. Yes, um, yeah, because like they were considering North Dakota State players, uh, like like Dylan Raddins, who couldn't play. It wasn't his I, choice. I do wonder if that really was kind of the, the the thought throughout the league on this, and you hope that's not the case. But uh, those schools were definitely penalized, and and again, like the the Ivy League, I don't think the Ivy League schools played, right? Yeah, they did not play either. No, 
Yeah, and usually, occasionally, you will get a somebody from a Harvard or one of mm-hmm. the better schools mm-hmm. that do get drafted and and did not get that opportunity this year. And and the, the HBCUs are working to improve this. They they they're developed they're developing an HBCU combine where HBCU players will get will get showcased and highlighted on a different day because just not a whole bunch of them get invited to the NFLs to the regular scouting combine. So, um, they're they're trying to work against this. We will see how that um. How, how that how that works out um hold on gotta scroll back up to get our questions okay dan comes in he says big shot bobs is where you go for wings listen big shot bobs is good uh but they, they're commercial man like they, they, they've grown too big i still go to will penn tavern in the jd side that's my spot with the kitchen sink wings man that's what you that's where you got to go get some wings tom when, when next time you in pittsburgh i'm a, i'm a, we, i'm treat you we're going to will penn i'm showing you what some real wings is about in this in this city all right um, yeah i mean I'm all I'm always up for a good wing. There you go. There you go. Um, Chrissy Orty says, Tom, Las Vegas has had minor league baseball for more than 30 years. Yeah. I would say Pittsburgh has as well. Mm. <laughs> oh, Dick Dave's just coming out here with hammers. Oh, oh, he just we don't have a baseball guy to defend the pirates on this on this show. Oh my god. I, think a, I think a baseball guy would be the last one to defend the pirates. <laughs> There's no one here. This man, he just you just crushed the pirates. They're done. We're 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 gonna keep moving. That was just that was a low blow day. But we're we're gonna come right back to you with a hockey question. Better odds: Penguins win the Stanley Cup or Mark Jankowski plays in a playoff game? I think it's that I'm elected king of Sweden. <laughs> uh, um, actually, I I think it's probably a a better bet that Jankowski would get into a playoff game just because you're going to have injuries, mm-hmm. and he's uh probably two or three notches down the, uh, you know, down the depth chart uh, uh, below the fourth line right now. But if you get enough guys hurt, which uh, Lord knows the Penguins uh, are pretty familiar with that concept after this season, um, you know, eventually you do have to give some guys you didn't plan on using a shot. And and I think, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I would lean that way. I, I, I wouldn't rule out the Penguins uh winning a Stanley Cup, which I which I would have done um after their playoff exit last season. Um I still think they're a a very much of a long shot. But uh Jankowski will get in whether he would have a positive impact on any game he would get into is is a whole other matter though. <laughs> Dave, do you think, Dave, if, if it ends up being a North team, don't you think that would be the best matchup? It, it, let's just say the Penguins do get out of the divisional round. And we, again, we still don't know who the opponent's going to be. If you could avoid having to play a goal, let's just say hypothetically going Tampa Bay and then Vegas or Tampa Bay or Colorado, if you could go, I would rather play Toronto or whoever comes out of that, that North division in these, what we, I guess we'd normally call a semifinal round, then I think that's their best, best avenue to the final. Probably. I mean, again, so much can change. Injuries can, can alter a team's outlook and, you know, a, a team that looks imposing all of a sudden doesn't, if it loses one or two key guys, um, players who were, of whom uh, not much was expected can step up and all of a sudden, uh, become forces, but you know, all things being equal here on the 11th of May, I would say yes that if if the Penguins could get to the uh, the third round, probably the most favorable matchup 
they could have would be whoever comes out of the North Division. Moving right along, question here from David Brasicki again. It says, Tom, I loved your article on Najee Harris over the weekend. How do you select which subjects you write about for your pieces? I'll, I'll wait, Tom, I'm going to answer this. I choose what Tom writes. I'm the mastermind behind all of this. I'll, no, go, go take it away, Tom. <laughs> no, I, I just it just depends. It, it try You try to stay in season whenever possible, of course, and the draft was a big deal. And, you know, I've probably been writing more Penguin stuff over the last couple months than anything else just because it's in season. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've looked at some of the Vanderbilt pitchers just because they're a possibility of being drafted by the Pirates, although neither one of them has pitched well lately. And one of them in, in lighter did, did not even pitch last weekend. So I think it just, just depends. We just try to, again, so try, I try to try to be as topical as possible. So I guess that would be the best answer. There you go. Since I'm cheap shotting the Pirates today for no apparent reason, Ooh, does, okay. does the fact that neither of those guys has been pitching very well make them more attractive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave Molinari with the shots. I love this. this. Dave, we just need you here just every day, just for just for the jokes. We just you just mm. come out here and just just kill the Pirates every day. Uh, I, that, this is this is entertainment, right? Now. Nothing against the Pirates. Uh, <laughs> I want to be clear about that, but. Uh, all right. Kevin, Kevin James Pass up the easy ones. <laughs> Kevin James says, uh, is Tanov a go for the playoffs? I think uh, one of the most important pieces to this team, especially for the Islander matchup. Well, we, we don't know for sure because they're so guarded with medical information, but he certainly looked at practice today. Like he was going at full speed. Um, I think they were careful to not put him back into a game and until they were confident he was ready. We probably won't know until warmups uh, for the, for the first game, whether he'll actually be in the lineup. But if I had to bet right now, I would say yes, that I, that I would expect him to, uh, to be playing in game one. And I, I agree. He's a, uh, a pretty significant guy. You uh, he's uh, his energy is contagious. Uh, the guy uh, moves around. I think I wrote the other day that he has two speeds, full and warp. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't had any reason to uh, issue a retraction on that. Dave, I, I, I mean, normally teams talk about top three lines, top three scoring lines. This, if Tanif is, is a go, this series would, to me, feature two of the best fourth lines in the NHL. Uh, you know, with the Tanef, Bluger, uh, Aston Reese, if they would put it back together. And of course, you know, one of the best fourth lines in the league for a long time has been what the Islanders have with Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck. Would you agree? Yes. And in fact, the, uh, the Bluger, Tanev, Aston Reese line was not in that order, uh, was together at practice today. And I'm guessing that it, it will at least be there for the start of the playoffs. And the, the only change I could see possible would be if they would bump Tanov up to the third line and drop Frederick Godot down to the, uh, the fourth. But, you know, I, I think the wise thing to do would be to keep Aston Reese Bluger and Tanov together. And uh, uh, I, I, that's, that's the way to bet at this point. Uh, Keeping moving here. We've got about, 
five, four or five minutes left here. Paulski five cents. Has anyone ever had a run in with any players, either in person, social media, or some other way that resulted in exchange of words or any other way? I, I know this is kind of feeding off of uh DK showdown with Todd Frazier over the past couple of days. Uh, but I, I, have you guys ever had that? I've only had like a couple, like I'm, I haven't done this long enough to, to, to make enough people mad. Um, I've had in person, never on in social media. In fact, he's he's now a Steeler, uh, Joe Hayden, and it wasn't. Oh, get anything, out of here! Anyway, it wasn't anything personal with Joe. It was Joe was just more upset at, at the time he was playing in Cleveland, just about uh, questions. And, and the year that the, it was a matter of fact was that they had a lot of problems on defense. Their defense gave up a lot of points. It wasn't really Joe's issue, and Joe took issue with my questions. Uh, so there was that, and then there was one fairly on-television memorable one with John Tortorella uh, mm. after a game uh, in which he accused me of asking the same question twice to try to get him into trouble uh, to talk about officiating, and we talked about that later afterwards, and it was water under the bridge, but never on social media. Dave? Uh, I'm pretty lovable, so I can't really imagine. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there, there have been a few times when I've had uh, unpleasant interactions. If you, if you write something uh, critical of a guy, uh, you know, you have to expect him to uh, express displeasure with it, even, uh, even if he knows that it's accurate and, and agrees with it. Um, but uh, never on social media. I, I don't think that I would be inclined to uh, engage with someone on social media. But if you know, if someone has a has an issue with something that I write, I'm happy to uh, talk to them about it. Even you know, or especially if they're unhappy uh, about it, I don't need them to tell me how wonderful the story about them was. If if they have a a problem with uh, way something is uh, presented or framed, though, I'd like to hear it because I, uh, I haven't quite attained perfection just yet. You know, there's uh, still just a wee bit of room for improvement. So uh, I, I have I don't have a, an angry one. I have more of a, an awkward one where I was waiting on. I wasn't Sean Davis. It was a cornerback. No, it was Morgan Burnett. I was waiting on Morgan Burnett after a after a Steelers game in the locker room and, and he was getting undressed and I was letting him get undressed. And I was just sitting there kind of just holding my hands with my phone in my hand. And Terrell Edmonds looks at me and says, Oh, that's real cute. You're going to give him space and let him do what he do. And I said, yes, that's, that's, that's what a good person does. And then they look at me and they're like, usually less patient. I'm like, no, I'm not. And they said, aren't you the piss man? I said, no, I'm, I'm here to ask questions. They thought <laughs> I was there to give him a drug test. And I was like, well, this is awkward. And they said, uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll answer your questions now. Well, like, I, hope I, you, I hope you gave him the test, you know. Just to... <laughs> uh, that was, I got to say, I was, I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, that, was, that was by far the weirdest one I've had. Dan asks us a football question for not Carter. Come on, Dan, because he knows what I'm going to say. Uh, what, when, when next year Ben retires, uh, will the Steelers draft a quarterback or look to pick up one in free agency? Since there seems to be a, quite a few, including some with Super Bowl experience. I'm going to save y'all the trip, mine. Dan is getting you to say Jimmy Garoppolo to the Steelers. He wants it very bad because he's a Niners fan. And I've told him that Jimmy T is just not that guy for years. Well, I, I just think I think we've just discussed this before, Chris. 
everything, every season, things can change. Um, you have no idea who's going to become available, uh, either through a trade or in a case like Aaron Rodgers, who it seems like annually gets pissy with the Packers. Uh, but again, we see uh, from year to year, Dak is possibly going to be out there. So uh, I think you try. You, I think you would rather draft a quarterback. You'd rather draft your franchise quarterback. Uh, but we've seen cases where, uh, you know, when the when Denver won the Super Bowl, what was that, five or six years ago? Yeah. Did they think Peyton Manning was going to be available the year before? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the NFL, a lot can change in a year, and that's probably true in any sport. I still think you're you're looking to draft your long-term quarterback. But occasionally, one of these guys do come available, and we just saw – with that crazy trade with uh, the Rams and and Detroit, sometimes yeah. teams are willing to swap their franchise quarterbacks. Isn't yeah, Jimmy that's, that's Garofalo a, a bartender from Beachview? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, Dave, you're just the comic relief now of every show. You just come in with the jokes. <laughs> and you don't think because Dave's the most calm person on all these shows. He's just always in his zone, and here he comes just wham over the top. And I'm just like, uh, Dan's backing me up, by the way. He says, you right, you right. Will Penn is five stars. You used to live right by him. That's right, Dan. Will Penn wings. They're top notch. That's why you know what it's up. The go-to wing, go-to wing flavor, and then we'll get like one or two before we head out of here. Go-to wing flavor for me, there is no go-to because there's so many good ones. Lemon pepper's fine. Kitchen sink. Hot buffalo. Tom, you got a favorite? Hot, hot and garlic. That, 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 there you go. You you a happy person. Yep. Quick, we're going to do a quick questions here. Josh Karadima says, "Dave, thoughts on LTIR in the NHL? Uh, seems to uh, seems too easy to get around the cap. Tampa Bay is first to come to mind. Not blind. It helped the Pens though, but maybe a limit on money used for LTIR per contract. Um, honestly, that's that's not an issue that I've thought about much. Um, I suppose you could." Uh, you could try to circumvent the salary cap by doing that. But, you know, when, when you put a player on long-term IR, um, you mentioned Tampa Bay, I'm thinking Nikita Kucherov, uh, you know, they lost the services of a very good player. Um, I don't think they would have done that um, simply to avoid making some other tough salary cap decisions. Uh, perhaps it's a, a bigger issue in the league than I'm giving it credit for, but I really don't see it as a major thing. There you go. We're going to just round ourselves out here with a couple more. Um, but, 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 you know, we'll actually end it with this because this kind of brings us home with our sponsor. I'm from the UK. This is Rory P. Freeman who says, I'm from the UK. I'll come to Pittsburgh one day. Describe your ideal sports day out in Pittsburgh, please. Um, well, first of all, Rory. When you come to Pittsburgh, make sure you check out Mike's Beer Bar in the North Shore Tavern. It's on Federal Street, right across the street from from, P, uh, from PNC Park. So if you were coming for a Pirates game, that's the perfect place to get you some brews. They have over 500 beers, um, several of which are brewed right in Pennsylvania and Western Pennsylvania specifically. 80 on tap, so you can sample and do all these different options. They also let you get steak on a stone, which is steak that's cooked right in front of you that you can 
choose the temperature that you want it at. It's such great. They have great fries, great entrees, great everything. Get there, check them out. You got to make sure that that's part of your Pittsburgh sports day. But I'd say, hey, my, my favorite time of the year, if you're if you're bouncing around, you know, come, you know, late summer, early fall, catch you maybe a Steelers game, catch you maybe a Pirates game when it's sunny outside, you get to enjoy the out, enjoy the outdoors. No offense to, to Dave and, and, the, and the Penguins. I just I always think sports, I want to be outdoors in the moment. But um, but the North Shore has a ton to offer. So if you ever want to just go somewhere without having to worry about driving, pick a if you go PNC Park or Heinz Field on a game day, you won't you won't be be upset. I'll set Dave up for some low hanging fruit here. Uh, I would think come in October, uh, you you Ooh. you could see the Steelers play. Uh, the Penguins would just be getting started in a normal year, and Dave, you might even see a a, a playoff game, a Pirate playoff game. Oh, I'm <laughs> counting on it. Uh, coming from the UK, I, I'd say that the, the best sports day you could have in Pittsburgh would be to sit in front of a TV with me and watch a game from the English Premier League. Ooh, switching it up there. Okay, okay. These are two soccer guys. I, I still ain't with the, with, with the vibe. But um, – Guys, this is a great show. Thanks to everyone with all your questions. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them, but we're well over our time. Remember, if you missed any questions or any of our answers, be sure to listen to this this embodied podcast form on DK Sports Radio, where you can subscribe to anywhere, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those. Please rate us five stars. Give us a positive review. We thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in the ear tomorrow with more afternoon Ask Anything right here at 3 o'clock on DKPittsburghSports.com.